Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a born dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the awakened dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. It's the podcast for the dreamers, but more importantly, the doers. I'm your host, Melody. If you're interested to learn more about the real estate market here in the U.S., this is the episode for you. We have a mix of uh, panelists. One is a uh, commercial real estate specialist. Her name is uh, Stacy Fraser. She's actually the principal for uh, Lee and Associates, which is a real estate company in Northern Los Angeles and Ventura area. And we also have Agnes Ma, who is a residential property real, real estate specialist. She also has a master's in Australian graduate business school of management. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Stacy and Agnes. Hello guys, thank you for joining me here today. Hi. Thank you. Hi, All thank right. you so much, so, Melody. So let's start. Mm-hmm. It goes without saying that uh, with COVID-19, it has really altered a lot, you know, from every conceivable industry. How did that affect uh, the real estate market? Let's start with you, Stacy. Well, leasing came to a grinding halt for the most part, particularly in retail. Um, and sales have actually been pretty good, um, mostly driven by the fact that uh, interest rates have remained fairly low, although they've been creeping up in the last couple of weeks. And because the SBA, which is what most people buy through, which is where they can put down anywhere from 10 to 20 percent, owner user have to occupy 51 percent of the space, waived six months of the payments last year. And now starting February 1st, a couple days, they're also going to start that up again. We get mm. six months waived payments, and I believe they're waiving some of the points as well. So it's a big savings. Um, the, the waiving of the payment every month is, um, I think it's a maximum $9,000. So that's $54,000 plus the points could be you know, another 10, 15,000. So potentially you save $70,000. And also a lot of people don't want to be in high rises anymore. They want to be in smaller buildings where they can open the doors, open the windows. They're not sharing elevators with other people. They're not sharing restrooms. So it's really driven a demand for people to buy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about in your, um, in your industry or in the single family home market? How did that affect uh, your your selling, the buying and yes. the selling process. Okay, so con- for the residential properties, contrary to what the public expected in the beginning of the pandemic, sometime March last year, real estate market was even for the residential was robust amidst the coronavirus in 2020. Um, for the National Association of Realtors, there were more buyers. Um, buyers competed intensely for fewer homes. There, were, there was not much inventory, but buyers were ferociously and fiercely competing. And um, 
the requirements are are also different or more. People would want swimming pools. People would want extra room or two rooms to be used as office or mm-hmm. classrooms for their children. And um, they also wanted already upgraded properties because or updated properties. They didn't want to go through the hassle of upgrading it themselves because they didn't want people going in and out, you know, the mm-hmm. contractors for the fear of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so with crisis comes opportunity, especially in, uh, in the residential market. What would be your right. tips, uh, maybe Agnes, for, for those that are wanting to, to look into uh, purchasing their first home, or for, for buying a new home, or maybe even re- relocating? That's, that's, a, that's a good question. First and foremost, my tip is for them to contact the realtor, a trusted realtor, and or a lender so they know their budget. Because there's nothing, nothing beats disappointment when you try to look for homes, mm-hmm. even virtually, and then realize, oh, that's not what I can afford. Does it make sense? Yes. Uh, how about you, uh, Stacy? Any tips for those who, you know, especially now with uh, with some of the the stimulus packages and um, and other incentives out there that you've also mentioned? Uh, some people now have extra cash, right? Uh, what would be your tips for those that want to look into investing in in commercial properties? Um, well, for, for the owner user, for sure, to get pre-qualified by the lender and be ready to go because there is competition now on property, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though we're seeing, we are seeing more properties come on the market that there was very, very little inventory before. So we are seeing more. And uh, the only thing I can equate that to is, well, there's two things. I think um, some people are leaving California so they just, you know, I have clients who want to leave the state and they're going to 1031 exchange and trade out of the state. Mm-hmm. And secondly, people are worried about capital gains uh, with a new uh, president in. People are concerned that that's going to be ratcheted up and they want to get out now before they get hit. Plus, I think California was talking about increasing some tax uh, on sales as well. So that may be coming up and you know, next thing you know, you're paying 40, 50% of your, your gains in, in taxes. So um, you have to be ready to buy something that's a good product that's priced well. So you want to get pre-qualified and it's pretty easy to do. You want a good lender that, that knows, you know, the system very well and knows how to get it through. Um, I have heard that the SBA is very backed up because of the demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we used to say you could have 30 days for a loan contingency. Sometimes it was 45. Now I'm hearing 45 might not even be, be enough to, to get it through. Mm-hmm. So, so FBA, for those who are not familiar with, uh, with the acronym, it's, uh, it stands for Small Business uh, Administration. And they have been really a, a big proponent, a big player in rolling out, you know, some of the programs, the, the incentive programs for for um, for this crisis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say um, the majority of my clients do get SBA. You can get a conventional loan. The difference between the two basically is the SBA loan is typically a 25-year loan, where a conventional loan is a 10-year loan. The fees on the SBA are usually higher than the conventional, but you have to refinance in 10 years on the conventional, so you end up paying the same thing. And now with the SBA waiving part of the points or all of the points, it makes it a no brainer to get an SBA loan. I think you have to have been in business for 
um, two years and most people qualify. I've had very few people have a problem with qualifying for, for the SBA loan. So very interesting. Now, still, still on the topic of, uh, of investing, looking at the United States, the whole United States, Mm-hmm. Is there a specific spot that you think you have seen like an upward trend of 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 having more uh, return in their investment? Is there a particular pocket in the whole United States that you think have been a little bit more profitable for those that have uh, maybe invested in, in in those properties? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say apartments. <laughs> apartments anywhere in the U.S. or yeah. Uh, because at one point there was Florida. Is there anything in particular that you have seen? How about you, Agnes? Any any particular state that you have heard uh, mm-hmm. that would be good for any investor to maybe take a, a closer look at? Okay. So based on history, which was last year, CoreLogix, which is like the research arm that we use as realtors, um, they said uh, there was a year-over-year equity gains on three on three states, which was over 30,000. 30, um, number one was Washington, which had the 36,000 equity gain. And number two, of course, is California, which had the 34,000 year over year equity gain. And number three is Massachusetts, which had the 31,000 average, I'm talking average, year over year equity gain. Mm-hmm. So you may ask me why this, I could only say maybe their location, their, those three, three Three states are coastal, and I'm not sure um, about tax because I know Washington does not have personal income tax. Mm-hmm. Well, good point. Uh, so, with regards to those who want to uh, who want to learn more about the real estate, uh, mm-hmm. maybe get into uh, the real estate as a career, or just really have a good grip on on how it is to invest in, uh, in real estate. Is there a particular website or apps or books that you could recommend to, to our listener, Stacy? Mm-hmm. Most of my investing that I've done has been just through relationships with different clients um, or uh, broker friends that I have that know and hear about deals. So um, I'm a firm believer in being really, really diversified. So I don't put a ton of money in any of my investments and I'm spread out all over the United States um, because you just never know when an economy is going to turn in some area like, you know, back in the, I think it was the eighties or so when Texas had the the nosedive and um, you know, their values went down like crazy because of oil and stuff. So you just don't know. Mm -hmm. So I I like to be very, very diversified Mm -hmm. and be in different products. Um, I've invested in almond farms. I've invested in hotels. I've invested in car washes, um, senior uh-huh. housing, schools, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you name it. I'm just all over the place. So Talk about I, diversification, Stacey. Right? <laughs> you yeah. know, as they say, never put your eggs in uh, in one exactly. basket. But that is pretty uh, widespread in, in different, uh, different industry. that kind of want to learn more about um, the real estate market is there a particular book that really has resonated with you that you felt provided a lot of value is there a book or maybe a website or a link how about you Agnes is there anything that kind of stands out for you for links you know 
buyers and sellers right now are very smart, especially when they have time now to look at the different websites. Um, when I deal, when I meet with my clients, I give my clients access to my own website. Um, and then, so because what happens, Melody, is there are a lot of branded websites there. However, they are not real time. Sometimes they they text me or call me. Oh, Agnes, can can you look at? Can you have a look at this property? What do you think? When can we see it? And of course, they spend time on it. I spend time on it. And next thing you know, I couldn't find it. It's because in my own website, I couldn't find it. It's because it's it was already pending. It's already uh-huh. under contract. They've already accepted an offer, and or it may have been closed already. So what I'm saying is you have to have, make sure you have a reliable website for status purposes, mm-hmm. active, pending, under contract, sold. And then aside from that, we, I also rely on century21.com where, I, where my, um, my, so of course, my broker and realtor.com and maybe homes.com are all, they may, you know, yeah, so I think what's uh, really what really has been popular for years are you know the Zillow's.com, Redfin, LoopNet. But what you're saying is yes, it's good to look at them, but sometimes before you know it, you fall in love with a place and it's already sold because they don't update it to the degree, right? That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> now uh, let's talk about um, some common myths that uh, that are there and people the general public think are kind of true, but it's actually a complete fallacy. Uh, any myths that you guys want to take a jab at and, and debunk mm-hmm. uh, for our audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stacy, is there anything that comes to mind? I mean, the biggest thing that I deal with is um, that becomes a, an issue for people is dual agency. Um, and it's, it's become hot in the forefront of, um, of the government and how we, how we disclose and stuff. And I've had a lot of clients express like a real big concern about dual agency. And I've done a lot of dual agency. And I think if you have a good broker that knows the market that is fair, they're going to give you their opinion as opposed to be biased to, to somebody. And I find that um, most of the time it ends up being fine and everybody's happy as long as you know you have good integrity and you know you're telling people the truth, and if if you're active enough in the market, you know where a deal's supposed to be made or what's fair or what's right, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know oh you you could never look out for my interest. I hear that all the time. Oh, I'm I'm not sure you could you could represent me. I got to bring somebody else in to to look out for me. Mm-hmm. And, and we do owe an ethical duty to both parties as well. You know that's the law. I like that. That, That's a very good point. Yeah, that's very much kind of the pulse of a lot of people that uh, that perception that if you have uh, one buyer agent, one seller market, that they would have uh, the better of uh, of of better experience. But what you're saying is not really not not to the degree. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, How about you, Agnes? Any any myths that you just want to like every time you hear it, it's just like, ah. No, guys, it's, what is that? <laughs> Correct. So there will be one for buyers. There'll be one for sellers. For buyers, they, a lot of them, or some of them think they need to have a 20% down. And of course, with the property prices now, assuming it's half a million, 
or 500,000, 20% is 100,000, right? So some families now don't have 20% um, 20 or 100,000. So I'm, I just wanted to debunk that with 20% or with buying a property, the down payment can be as little as zero if you, are, you have served, if you were heroes, served the country through B, B, Veterans Affairs lo Loans or VA loans. And you also have 3.5% down payment, um, we call them FHA loans, and other government initiatives or lender programs, which are available there, which the common buyer may not be aware of. Mm -hmm. Again, it will boil down to one who wants to buy or one who wants to sell to touch base with their trusted realtor and lender. Good point. Can I ask a question that kind of piggybacks to this? It's actually for Agnes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but something about converting people's garages. ADU. Yeah, there you go. That's mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. thing right now, right? So, uh, so that is additional. Uh, so the that acronym stands for what again? Uh, auxiliary auxiliary developmental unit. So ADU is auxiliary development development unit. Yes, but yes, may so I also, since you were talking about myths, I'm sorry, Melody, but I want to take this chance since we're talking about myths. Some people think that putting an ADU will give the value higher. Just remember, appraise, appraisers may not use that, the mm. extra square footage in appraising the property. But you know what? That has actually been a trend. So thank you for bringing that up, uh, Stacy. Uh, in the insurance world, a lot of our, there's quite a few of my policyholders, especially in the downtime, they have used it to, to renovate and upgrade uh, yes. their properties. And I've seen a lot of that uh, where they are wanting to increase or bump up their, their property value and their insurance, uh, insurance to value of um of their property due mm -hmm. to those addition. So, uh, so very good point. Um, so we talked about changes in laws. This is, mm -hmm. um, so this one is the usual that I hear. And you being realtors, I would imagine you'd be biased uh, on, on one versus the other. But, uh, you know, just for the sake of asking it, tell me your take on, on buying versus uh, renting or leasing. Why buy, why rent? Or why lease? Do you want to take that, Stacey, or do you want me go, to go ahead? Go ahead. You start. Yes. So, I again, I speak about residential properties. Uh, why buy versus rent? When you, you yourself, sometimes this is another myth. Tenants think that when they rent instead of buying, they don't pay maintenance or repairs. I just want to make sure that tenants out there know that their rent includes already the repairs and maintenance. The landlord has imputed that already in your rent. And then if you are the owner of your own property, you can do whatever you want. In other words, it, this is real property. This is your real estate investment. This is real. Um, that's why they call it real, real estate. So it's an investment that you can touch. You can go in, you can live in it, you can see, you can smell the cooking in your in your kitchen you can hear what's going on with the children you can taste the, the cooking in other words all your sensibilities are heightened and especially knowing that it is yours when you rent when you leave the property you don't bring anything in terms of money if all is good when you when you when you own and when you leave the property you sell it chances are you may bring something to the next home from home a to 
home B. So in other words, renting, you are paying someone else's mortgage. Owning, you are paying your own mortgage. So, and also with um, owning, the interest on your mortgage, mortgage is tax deductible. Again, I am not a tax agent. Please consult with your tax advisor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say um, on the commercial end, you have appreciation and depreciation. <laughs> Those are two huge things. Yeah. Control of your own, um, you know, a lot of tenants are always complaining the landlord didn't do this. The property manager didn't do this. So you're, you're controlling your own, your own destiny there. And um, that's, that's the biggest reasons for, for buying, I think. And, you know, so that's double, double dipping on, um, on two equity. rewards there, right? So appreciate um, gaining equity and at the same time, the depreciation that you could use as a deduction uh, yeah. on your taxes. So correct. And now, uh, Melody, piggybacking yes, on the coronavirus, a lot of people now have pets. If you were renting, landlord may say no to pets. Mm. If you own your house, I'm going to have one, two, three, or four dogs. <laughs> so personally, I was looking at uh, all those teacup, uh, teacup uh, puppies, and they are apparently uh, on the rise in terms of, of, of people really wanting to own, to own pets. So what used to be X amount is now Y amount. So mm. as usual, yeah. the course of uh, supply and demand <laughs> with anything. Okay. Right. I right. somebody yesterday who's been trying to adopt a dog for three months and they said they can't find one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. There's multiple mm -hmm. people fighting for pets too, just like they're fighting for houses, I guess, and buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, with okay. the state, we can go on with with a lot of topics and a lot of uh, angles uh, in this uh, crazy, <laughs> crazy awesome uh, industry. Uh, so let's end it with this. Um, a lot of people are actually um, thinking or speculating, you know, with, um, with, with a pandemic, they're thinking, okay, or with a looming depression or with a global state of economy that it's good to maybe wait and see how, um, how the real estate market could perhaps stumble. Uh, what is your take on that um, speculation? that mass speculation? Um, I, I, I'll, I'll start. I, I, I once listened to the speaker who said that um, like every 10 years, we kind of cycle up and, and down. And we haven't had that since like 2008. So we're definitely mm -hmm. long overdue. Um, and most people predicted it a couple of years ago, but it didn't come. So maybe it won't come. Maybe we're not going to have have that big dip. There hasn't been a lot of construction, at least in this market here. So there's not like a lot of new inventory. So I don't see a huge correction right now. But um, I think if you're not in, in a hold for the next five years, then I'd be at least five years, I'd be more concerned about it. But mm -hmm. I, I, I don't see anything that says we're, we're due for a correction. And so, you know, how about you, Agnes? What's your take on that? Um, for residential properties, uh, actually in 2019, let me just give you a few statistics. 58.7% uh, of all homes in the U.S. had at least 60% of equity. So what that means is only 40% had a loan. 
And of this 58.7%, those with mortgage. Um, and then in 2019, 42.1% of, of homes were owned free and clear, meaning they didn't have a mortgage. And what's good is that the, about $177,000 was the average equity of mortgage homes. That was in 2019. Now came 2020, which was the pandemic year. Yeah. Um, there was a gain of 17,000 in home equity um, in, you know, nationwide. The average equity now of mortgage homes rose from 177 to 194,000 because of the increase in prices. Okay, so 38.2% of homes are now free and clear, um, no mortgage, and that's an increase of 10.8% in home in equity to totaling over a trillion dollars. So, in answer to your question, um, if prices will fall, based on this. Prices may not fall, and a few and a few other reasons are interest rates are historically low. We're in we're between two point six five to three percent, and as I said, there's a lot of homes which are free and clear. There's a lot of equity right now. So if you have equity on your home, which to the tune of average hundred ninety four thousand, you won't let it go. And if you won't let it go, prices won't fall. How about um, inventory? I'm curious. Uh, are, are there a lot of um, stale inventory that's just out there that hasn't moved? How's your inventory, uh, Stacy? Oh, it's uh, going properties. pretty quickly. I, I don't think there's much, you know, if stuff is overpriced, maybe, but generally speaking, it's moving quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's Correct. good. Uh, properties are moving. Yeah. You see a lot of comps every day. Whoa. Correct. How mm -hmm. about you, Agnes? How um, you know, uh, residential? That the in corollary to what Stacy said, yes, as long as property is priced well, because there's price sensitivity, and as I said earlier, everyone is on the internet. Everyone is smart now and intelligent. They know what um, the price of a property. So everyone is price sensitive. As long as it's priced well, you'll be you'll you'll expect a shorter days on market. You you expect. A fast sale. Thanks in part to Dr. Google and Dr. <laughs> Wikipedia, right? <laughs> correct, correct. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, you know, I have learned a lot uh, in this uh, uh, episode. And, mm -hmm. um, and I know you guys have a lot of things uh, lined up for today. So I really appreciate um, your time and, and generosity in sharing your knowledge. Wishing you guys continued success. Mm -hmm.